This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night. We're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing. We are the Fight Disciples. And this is the very best of Merseyside's fighting news, reviews and antics. And let me tell you, I've still got a little bit of jet lag in me. I was spent last week over in Las Vegas. Anyone follows me on social media or know I was over there uh, for six days taking in the whole UFC 229, Conor McGregor, Khabib, Nurmagomedov uh, fiasco. What an event it was. Absolutely incredible. The biggest mixed martial events uh, in the history of the sport. And what an ending. You know, I'm sure you've uh, we've all engaged with it now. Absolutely bonkers. I'm going to be chatting about that, obviously, a little bit later in this show. I'm going to have Danny Roberts, Liverpool's own UFC star, on the phone. We're going to dissect what happened in Las Vegas and what potentially comes next for both of those guys also coming up in tonight's show big weekend this one for three scousers anthony fowler robbie davis jr and the one and only cruiserweight craig glover all in action metro radio arena up in newcastle massive opportunity this for robbie davis jr we've been waiting a long time to see robbie sign uh, with matchroom and get onto a sky sports show it finally happens this weekend he's in the co-main event against glenford robbie davis has come up in part two of the show but first and foremost there's only one place to start of course Rocky from Stocky, Rocky Field and Liverpool's own WBA super middleweight champion of the world. He got the phone call, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the big one. Canelo Alvarez. It's happening. It's Christmas. It's coming early. The 15th of December, Rocky from Stocky defends his belt against Canelo, the undisputed middleweight champion of the world up at super middleweight. What an opportunity. What an occasion. Let's get him on the phone and find out exactly how the fight came about. So, Rock, first and foremost, I've got a bone to pick with you. We were on a train together less than two weeks ago. And you didn't say a word. You didn't even give me a hint that Canelo was was next on the radar. <laughs> no, I know. I, I, you know what? I got I got mentioned. You got um, obviously got put to me just a few days before, and um, I obviously accepted. And then it just went quiet. So I got told to keep it keep me mouth shut for the, for a few days, and yeah, so yeah, I was like dying to. Dying to mention something to you, but obviously it's not stolen. I thought, if it, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's one of them. I just, uh, you know, you could imagine if I was dying to tell everyone. You know, of course. People, even like some, I'm even telling you, most of the family and all like that, my brothers and that, let me make, make sure they saw that on the kids' lives. That to say nothing. Anything. Yeah, so we went quiet and then. Uh, I heard it up for a few days, you know what I mean? And then I just got a text on last Friday saying Canelo is now in 15 minutes. So, like, right, it's on then. It is on, absolutely. When the phone, was it who called you? Was it someone from MTK? Was it someone from Matsu? Yeah. Was it Jamie? Jamie, well, when I first heard, I just, just obviously, it was, uh, I think it was not last Wednesday, the Wednesday before. Just uh, in bed with the girl, she just, Doing the, the night feeds, half nine, ten, foaming. Jamie, I was like, oh, you must, you must want to tell me what time the gym, within the gym, or small one sparring or something. Yeah. And then he said, all right, Jay, yeah, he said, you know, all right, he said, look, it's, it's, 
I thought what they said to me on behind the scenes for a while, but um, Canelo wants to fight you. I was like, really? He said, yeah. I said, that's fine, yeah. Let's do it then. He said, okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, I believe, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. He did, you know, we, we, and then he went, I'll get back to MTK and Eddie and tell them that you, you're, you're accepted. And that was it. Wow. So, did the hell go to sleep that night? <laughs> of course. Yeah, so I was up, um, you know, and then, yeah, that was that was it. Um, so I got back, so I was right in the gym the next morning, like, up nine o'clock, and blast down the gym. On there, seeing Jamie and I, you know, when I first walk in, I probably felt like a smirk on the face, and I think, serious? And I was just like, like yeah, yeah, serious, just, Keep it, keep it quiet for now. Like, wow. Okay. And I didn't even know where it was or the date. Yeah. So um, the next day after that, Eddie messaged. Um, and I said, are we, are we on or not? Like, where is it? What? And he went, December 15th, man, because we're a garden. I said, oh, God. I said, this is right, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, that was it. I said, what's the reason? I mean, I said, Jay, what's the reason? Why my account? He went, he wants to move up to Super Midweight and try and win a world title. He's seen you, mentioned you, so, so it's a no-brainer like, to knock him back or anything like that. Of course. Absolutely. Have you been surprised, Rock? Obviously, you've had so you've had so much support online. I've seen on social media so many people support him. But then, you know, you get the old... The old uh, Twitter weirdos as well that live in the uh, mum's basements that are like, oh, yeah. he's got no business getting him a Canelo. I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. champion of the world? No, I know what. I mean, yeah, apart from that, I can't believe the support I've got that people have been sending me on Instagram. The the, the, the flight confirmations they've been sending me saying the booth like... Billions. Being like 20, 30 different people have booth and... I don't know how many's going with them, do you know what I mean? So of it's great and yeah, and um, yeah, you get the, I I knew once you got a thing, you always gonna get get thing, you know, I knew that I'm gonna I'm gonna get because I see I see fighters that you know like to say value against hey and stuff on you know, the things that people were writing to him about their thoughts. I always thought if I ever get a fight like a big fight or something, you know, I've accepted and yeah. You see sports, you have a footballer have bad games, one bad game, you get slated. So it, it's going to happen. But as you're saying, they're just sitting off in the Kermar's room. Um, Getting a kick out of it. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever been to Madison Square Garden? You know, when when you found out it was Madison Square Garden, was that did you did you did your stomach do a somersault again where you thought, oh my God, that's like yeah, the, the mecca of boxing? Yeah, and I don't know, you see, I put a post out in my house there three years ago. Um, just after I lost to Callum on the Saturday, yeah, I was, I was a bit down. I saw me girl just jumped on to New York on the Thursday, so it's all around Madison's Garden, you know, like the tour thing. Yeah. And then I just stood sad with me like my thumbs up with the picture on my own saying one day. <laughs> and then three years down the line, I get the call that it's all fighters. You know what I mean? So it's it's crazy, it crazy. crazy. It's meant to be. It's all this meant to be. Me now. You know, two setbacks and where I started, and then now I'm going to fight face a boxer. What to do? Put him, put him out, and then I'm, I'm is this meant me now to be the next 
the next star, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, well, it's a legacy-defining oh. fight, and that's the only way to look at it. It's a massive opportunity. The guy's the biggest pay-per-view star in boxing is Canelo Alvarez right now. You smoke him in on Newcastle in the in Las Vegas on the 15th of December, mate. That's it. That's a that's yeah. a life-changing moment. It's a legacy-defining oh. moment. And that's and that's what I said. But that's what we're, 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 I mean, we're in the boxing sport. People, we're in, we're in it. Like I haven't done, I haven't started boxing since I was nine. Just to like, just keep fighting and like you know, see what's what. You, you get in boxing and then to be the world champion to fight at these big Vegas and New, New York Madison Square Gardens. That's what you fight for, and you know. It's and now that I've got a family, it's a secure and there's work after. It's not going in this. You get in this box and you've got to get in, get out, and do what you can, yeah. achieve what you want to do, and make as much as you can. And that's it. And that's what, for me to start with. No promoter, just lost in the ABA finals. At all, see the ball rolling. I turned pro ten months later. I was turning pro with all of Addison. We were. I was on these small shows and. In the sports sense, you know what I mean? No, no backer, no, no sponsors, no selling tickets, and kept working hard. And then I'm, I'm going to top the bill, man, to Square Garden. You know I mean? It's, you know, it's brilliant for me. And as you're saying about them people that give me a stick, you're like, like, wow, just, just look at it. Do you know what I mean? Look yeah. at, well, it's a, it's a, it's a proper Rocky story. It's a true life Rocky story. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was even the Rocky story when a prize fighter, as I say, no one knew me, I just, like, I just said, just selling tickets, fighting in Preston, but, uh, like club and the Olympia, and then I got to call the prize fighter and so here, and, and, you know, that got me on the map, and then, now this, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like, you know, the, the biggest thing, this is the, the, the pinnacle of, my career, my boxing is fighting Canelo Alvarez, the biggest star. He lost to play me with yeah. at Madison Square Garden, top well, of the bill. Well, it's the biggest thing right now. It will be the pinnacle when you spark him out, mate. When you put him to yeah. sleep, that, then it'll be yeah. the pinnacle. Oh, yeah, that, that's it. That'll be it. I mean, I'll be waking up in New York, the king. <laughs> and then I'll probably fly, I'll fly to Mexico after the third Christmas holiday. I'm <laughs> get let in, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I also seen on your social media a picture of you with Canelo. When was that taken? Oh, that was uh, that was last November. He was in he was in Belfast with when Frampton boxed uh, in Garcia. It was it was his gym. It was his That's gym, right, uh, teammates. Yeah, table. yeah, yeah. So he was there, and you know, obviously, I, I'm a fan. I, I you know, I'm not going to deny it. But you do you, you sit up and watch. You know, when he when he fights you, you get up and watching that. You, you know what I mean? Or you record it and you watch it the next day and you. Um, he was there, yeah, he was sitting two, three rows next to me. Yeah. So we obviously got a little selfie picture with him. And did you ask him or did he ask you? Got to be, you know, let's be honest here. Uh, yeah, yeah, he come over to me and said, why are you laughing a picture? And you went, who are you? Who are you, lad? Yeah, I said, who are you? <laughs> yeah, but obviously, I, yeah, I got the picture with him and, and you know, that, and you wouldn't even think, you know, the way, the way that he's been fighting and the way he is and, Whatever, and here's me, as I say, saying, sitting next to him, getting a selfie, and then I'm getting a phone call that he, he wants to fight me. So yeah. it's just crazy boxing, and you know, it's a great journey and that I'm on, and everything. Kind of people that are with family and support me are all with me, and we're all like, it's all enjoying, do you know what I mean? It's just all enjoy life and enjoy the experience, and I just want to soak it up. And 
Listen, the thing is, mate, it's absolutely deserved. You deserve this. You've worked hard for all this. You deserve this opportunity. That's it. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking about the, the World Series. I didn't even get yeah. World Series, which is brilliant. So, you know, she's literally the first one and I didn't get a mention, didn't get a sniffing. Um, so then, obviously, then to go fighting for a while, so I had to go to Germany to fight for it. And then, now I'm going to my school fight for you know what I mean? So it's, 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 yeah, you know, I think yeah, like you say, yeah, there is what what I work for, what I want to do, and what I've sacrificed for them in years. Is is, is this is it now? So, do I ever jump down a bed in the morning and say as quick as out the door in a long time? Now, you know what I mean? So, I'm ready to put it all in. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun training camp to win it as well, don't you think? You know, the next few weeks getting preparing your spar and everything else. This is the type of opponent that, you know, if you can't get excited about a chance like this, if you can't think, wow, this is this is the biggest moment. You know, this is where it's all about all the hard work, getting motivated. You know, slogging through fights like John Ryder, where you struggle with your motivation, and everything else. It was all to get to this point, Rock, wasn't it? It was all to yeah. get here. Yeah, it was. I just said, like, the, the training, like, now, I mean, <clears throat> I always put 100% in training, and I'm, sometimes, I've, I've, as I say, was bad, I've always done the training. You know, I always put it in, and there was times, like, last last day of September, the box trophy, and then I was training for six months after that. I had yeah. no dates, didn't know where, what was going on, and, you know, everyone, every, all the lads in the gym, all had dates, they were all fighting. You know, before Christmas, you fight in February, March. Martin was in March, and I was in the gym with a Tenerife with no, like, no days away from you know, a lad for the pregnant girlfriend for 16 days. You know what I mean? Just went there to knowing that's, you know, something's going to happen. Jamie's like, look, it'll come, it'll come. And I'm like, here's me waiting for a date. And that five weeks notice I got to go and fight really good. And then that's what it, you know, that was it. That was it then. You know, I'd be in the gym and Last six months of being, of being like down, not down, but no, not no, like not no, like a date or not, like, you know where where I'm at. I'm the British and Commonwealth champion. I want that next step, and yeah. I've only tied up in the World Series, and you know, and I was just in the gym every day, driving up and miss things like back in the family, of miss miss stuff, you know, doing this, and now you're saying, you know what I mean? It's just like now this is it. This is phone calls come, this is everything that I've, I've worked for now and um, you know, at one point I thought he was he was like not, not a goal for me. Not goal for me but like he was not on not interested, not on there, do you know what I mean? At one point and now to get this is is different and saying's great, gonna be great because you got Martin fighting, you got Frampton a week later, you got Tommy Coyle out next week so yeah. Um we're all big fights and it's the Jimmy Buzzing, so it's a good it's a good vibe now and um, we'll all we'll all push it on now and you know, we'll get ready for our, our fights. Well listen mate, I, I remember speaking to you straight after you beat Tyron Zuga on this actual yeah. show when you'd become a world champion and you said to me, It's changed now. I'm a world champion now, I'm gonna take the biggest fights possible, that's all I'm interested in. It doesn't come yeah, any that, bigger than yeah. this. It doesn't come any bigger, which is that, ah, yeah, yeah. that's you know 
Talk about dreams come true. This is the dream opponent for anybody in boxing. Everybody wants the Canelo call because he's the biggest name in boxing. Yeah, he's the biggest yeah. payday in boxing. But not only that, he's the biggest scalp in boxing. And that's the way you've got to look at it. Yeah, Madison Square Garden, yeah, probably a best career payday. But it's also the opportunity to grab the biggest scalp in boxing and define your own legacy. And that's the most exciting thing for me in your regards. Yeah. You get the op- yeah, th- this opportunity. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's it. And everything you just said is... is 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 spot on. It was. I've just took. I've had to take fights like just take them. Just like because I've had no position to say not on it. I've just had to say yes to fights and just get paid whatever. Like no, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then as you say, I went to Zurich and I beat him. Then I thought, right now, this is this is. You always know when you're the challenger for the world title. You know it's not not what you people think that you, you're getting it or whatever, but it's what comes after it. Yep. It's a defence after it. Yep. You know, and there's no, you know, I, I, there's, you know, I want to fight anyone, anywhere, wherever, but, you know, I could have been on, like, a, an undercard and defended it on, like, the O2 or something or like that, but, you know, getting the course going, defending in Manchester Square Garden, so do you know what I mean? So it was, it's, it's no-brainer, you know what I mean? It's, I'm just going to go and get a fan and like shoot for the press conference. That's it, though. <laughs> well, listen, Rock, the only thing I will say is and you need to make sure this gets put in the contract. The rematch, because he'll, he'll want a rematch clause, obviously, he's Canelo. Just make sure the rematch clause says Anfield in May, son. That's it. Yeah, you can have your that, rematch, yeah. but it's Anfield in May, we and we'll smoke him a second yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. That's it. That'll be that, imagine that as well. Memphis Square Garden doing him. And then going to Anfield in in the summer for the, another big scrap. Absolutely. Over here or anyone else. Absolutely. Well, it's all happening now. Listen, Rock, couldn't happen to a nicer man. Couldn't happen to a nicer no. champion. So happy for you. My wife's going to go mad. I was in Vegas last week and I said to her, no more American yeah, yeah. trips this year. But listen, yeah. we're, go- we're going Christmas shopping early and then we're, co- we're coming back with the belt and Canelo's scalp. Yeah. I can't wait. All the best, Rock. Nice You're the star, mate. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Stick with us. Coming up after the break, Robbie Davis Jr. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And as I said earlier in the show, got the main man lined up now. Big fight this weekend. British and Commonwealth super lightweight title. Double header. Metro Radio Arena up in Newcastle. Uh, it's going to be a massive event. I know loads of lads from Liverpool are making the trip to see the main man this weekend, Robbie Davis Jr. Delighted to say he joins us now on the line. And Rob, massive opportunity for you, mate. This is what we've been waiting for, live Sky Sports cameras. Yeah, I've been waiting for these big chances to come through eventually. And this is what I've been craving for. And now it's finally come around this Saturday. It's been a frustrating time, Rob. And obviously, you had the WBA belt. You've headlined uh, in Liverpool. You know, you've been headlining cards all around the northwest. But we've wait- we've been waiting for that. You know, the big TV opportunity because it's so important in this day and age. Listen, British boxing's booming. We talk about it all the time. But without a TV company behind you, without that mass national exposure, it's hard to break through to the next level, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. And now that I've got it, especially with Sky Sports and Matchroom. I only think it can be a good thing for me and it can push me on into bigger and better things. Like, not just in Britain, the boxing even just in Liverpool now is absolutely booming. And I just want a part of it. I just want to be have my own piece of it now. And this is the opportunity I've been I've been needing and now it's finally here. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you're going to a waste soil, if you like. I know Glenn Foot's not from Newcastle, but he's from nearby Sunderland. So he'll obviously have big support up there. You expecting a tough one? 
Yeah, I'm expecting a tough fight, but uh, even though he's from the North East, that makes no odds. I've got people from Sunderland getting tickets off me, supporting me, so it means absolutely nothing to me. I've got plenty of people from the North East back on me as well, so it's gonna. I, I think I think there's going to be more people there for me than there is for him. <laughs> absolutely. The atmosphere is going to be amazing, of course. Lewis Ritson is the, is the headliner. You guys are in the, the co-main event. Ritson's kind of... You know, the way his career's panned out kind of reminds me of yours. He was very much a, you know, a talent but stuck on small hall shows and then he got an opportunity on a matchroom show. And now look at him, he hasn't looked back. It kind of reminds me of a position you're in just 12 months behind him. Yeah, basically, he literally, he got his opportunity and he took it with both hands. I think it was against uh, Robbie Barry. I can't remember where it was. Yeah. But um, he completely steamrolled him and then now look at him, he's fighting for the European title. Um if he wins this, he could probably push on for maybe some type of an eliminator or possibly world honours if any of the world champions will take him on. Absolutely. It was Robbie Barrett. Yeah, it was Manchester Arena. And again, he was brought in as an opponent for Robbie Barrett in a British title fight. Smashed him to bits in seven rounds. And, you know, he's been on a five-fight knockout run since. Um, it just shows you what you can do when the opportunity knocks. What's the situation with this deal anyway? Is it is it a one-fight deal? Is it, I mean, is it a three-fight deal with Eddie Hearn that you've done? Yeah, they gave me a three-fight contract and they said, like, your first fight will be for the British and Commonwealth up in the northeast. And I, I, before I'd even seen the contract, I'd already made my mind up and my team already knew. I was like, I want this now. Like, this is what I need. I need to be back on Sky Sports. I need to be with Matchroom. And then Glenn Foote's like, he's no joke. Everyone knows him as a... He's been on the circuit for quite so, so many years now, so... If I do a number on him, it'll put me in good position and make people take notes as well. Absolutely, yeah. As you say, Glenn Fuss, he's had 26 pro fights, only lost three. But, you know, he's, he's a tough lad. He's got a strong amateur background as well. But, you know, I, I feel like he's not going to have faced anybody with your kind of style, Rob. I feel like that about everybody in this division. I know. I've seen, like, a few people from up his end that are saying, like, I've never fought anyone like him. Thinking my last opponent was exactly like him, just a bigger version. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they obviously haven't watched any of my fights. So with 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 Glenn, he's, he's only going to fight one way. He's going to have his hands by his waist and swing bombs. That's all he does every fight. So he's not going to try anything different against me. I don't think. Yeah. If he tries to box, he's lost straight away. So the only thing that he's going to try and do is throw the kitchen sink at me. Yeah. So with with the likes of myself. I've got more variety than him. I've got more in my, in my arsenal. And I just think, no matter what way the fight goes, it's only going to come out with me as a winner. Absolutely. I see this as the, you know, as the, as the huge moment that we've been waiting for. You know, I think anybody from this city that's, uh, that's seen you fight live, and that's probably most of the city by now, knows that stylistically, you've got it all. You've got a style that is so attractive for a television audience. You, know, you switch it, you can go side to side technically very sound your footwork's excellent you've got power in either hand I think this could be the big moment do you feel it as well do you feel like this is everything all the patience that you've had all the work that you've had to do all the you know driving around selling tickets all that kind of stuff has, has built to a crescendo here I feel like this is the moment this weekend that you're going to break through even when, you, when I'm doing all them tickets though I don't actually mind it because it keeps me busy because when you're not in the gym you can't really do much else because obviously you can't go out having meals because I'm on a strict diet with my nutritionist. You can't be going out with the lads because half of the time they're having a bevy or whatever. Yeah. So when I'm running around with tickets and things like that, it keeps me occupied also. 
you're like you're interacting with every person that's getting tickets off you, so they they feel more like the part of the team because they're having a little chat with you. They're not just buying tickets off online and they don't even know you really. Yeah. So it does make it good in that sense. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. Now I know you were, uh, as you say, you need things to take your mind off. I know you're a big movie buff. What have you been watching in the build-up to this fight? Seen anything good? Anything you recommend? Uh, you know what? The other night I went to see A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, yeah. Any good? Unbelievable film. I'm not messing. <laughs> really? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Bradley Cooper. Oh my God, he could bring out an album. He's that good at singing. <laughs> I'm not messing. It. One of the best films I've watched in a while. Didn't expect it. Didn't think it'd be my cup of tea. I actually went in to watch Venom because of the new seats in our audience. It's sold out every time you go to see go to see it. So I was like, oh, well, let's see what else is on. I ended up going to see that, and it was an unbelievable film. Not messing. Wow, fantastic! There you go. As recommended by Robbie Davis. I love it. Yeah. The movie buff. That's it, exactly. <laughs> the yeah. movie buff. Well, that's going to come next, isn't it? You know, once we win this world title, you know, once you do finally hang up the gloves with a couple of world title belts, hopefully in different weight divisions, that's the plan, isn't yeah. it? You're going to start your own movie review show. Yeah, that'll be it. Be like, be like the new blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, obviously um, up in the northeast this weekend. Have you boxed up in the northeast before? Do you know what to expect? Yeah, I boxed up here as an amateur a few times um, in the in the ABAs and things like that. And the crowd are very supportive of the fighters. Um, but even when I was at the the last presser, I was speaking to the Newcastle lads, and they were they were convinced that they were on my side because they were that biased against Sunderland, and they'd never met me before. <laughs> I love so, it. Uh, Sunderland and Newcastle must have like a big rivalry going on between them. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, anyone that follows you on social media knows that you're already an outstanding Nick. I said anyone that follows you on social media knows that you're already an outstanding Nick, you know. For the last couple of oh. weeks, it looks like you've been on weight. What's the secret now? Have you brought in a nutritionist, a new strength and conditioning coach? You changed anything? About 18 months now, but every camp, because every person body's different, you have to keep tweaking it that little bit to make it better and better just to see what was right and what wasn't. And this camp, it's just been absolutely perfect on the nutritionist. And then since I lost against Sarah Walker in the first fight last July, mm-hmm. I, I brought in a new strength and conditioning coach who also works with the likes of Andy Crawler and people like that, Natasha Jonah. And um, I've just, every everything has just come from there, really. It really has increased my game a lot, my flexibility, my strength durability, absolutely everything has is, is all come together for this fight. Like today I had my last check weighing and I remember in previous week where you've got to do a session before your last before your last check weighing and I'm waking up a pound under while I'm still eating all the way through the day, still having three, four meals a day and everything really has the penny has dropped for this one like. Yeah. What's your nutritious name? Clark. What's his name, yeah. sorry? John Clark. John Clark. Yeah, why well, you're not you're not after nutritionist diet. <laughs> God no, I'm well past those days, mate. Sorry, I can't walk away from a bacon butty <laughs> these days. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, you know it, it. It's funny where you you know the more experience you get in this game, the further you get into it, you start realizing you know you 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 wear it when you first turn pro. You need a nutritionist. You need to do this. You need to get a, a you know a full stretching routine in, and and you kind of disregard it when you're younger. But I think when you get to your stage of your career now, where you're about to push on to world honours, it's critical to have all these little bits in place, isn't 
yeah, I've educated myself as the years have gone on now, and I'm just it's been better for me. And I, when I can, I try and pass my knowledge on to other fighters that are like struggling with things like nutrition or strength conditioning and things like that. I try and pass it on to them because in this game, every little bit of like education to do with boxing on the outside of the ring, you need it. And obviously, when you're young, you you blindfolded to that and think, oh, I don't need that. Throw the sweatsuit on and go on a long run. That'll do me. Yeah. But you don't realise what you're doing to your body for in the long run and how it affects you on fight night and how, how it can affect you physically. Of course, yeah, absolutely. As I said earlier on, it's a, it's a buzzing little division, this one, the super lightweight division. Obviously, uh, Josh Taylor and Terry Flanagan are taking part in the World Boxing Super Series, but we've seen Jack Cattle and O'Hara Davis go at it last weekend. Bit of bit disappointing if the fight in the end. Obviously, I think you're I think you're like me, the right man won. But were you surprised by the fact that their styles just didn't gel at all? Yeah, I think um, I, I always felt like O'Hara um, didn't really have much more than a right hand, and he always he struggled with Josh Taylor. I know Josh Taylor's another level, but. He struggled against the southpaw stance to get his shots off, and he, he struggled again. He hasn't really got re- really anything else. I did think Jack would have done more and maybe landed a few better shots on him or got inside a bit more and worked him. But it's one of them fights if you know you're winning and it's you're cruising. It's down to the other fighters to change something. Yeah. And I just don't think O'Hara did. No. And obviously Jack, I I thought the scoring was going to be close, but I thought the right man won. Yeah. I thought Jack Cattle just changed his just changed his approach after a couple of rounds, just changed his game plan slightly. And as you say, he started winning rounds then. But O'Hara, for me, he did the same thing for from the first round that he did in the last round. Yeah, he just didn't change his game at all. All he tried to do was come over Jack's lead arm with his jab. He, he didn't throw his right hand at all. I don't you know what. I even seen a clip of him. He, he's done like a he's got a YouTube channel of some sort, and he was saying like, I don't know how the judges had it like that. I was jabbing Jack's head off I was thinking you're only throwing three four jabs around anyway so yeah. it wasn't like he wasn't going for it he wasn't throwing the sink at it he wasn't that wasn't his world title fight he was I don't know what was going through his head at the time absolutely I was to say the other two are in this world boxing super series do you fancy Josh Taylor Terry Flanagan's chances to make it to the final do you know what I think the, I, I think Teddy will have a good chance if you think people are writing him off against the Vegas Progress. But I I just, I know we can punch, but I, I haven't seen nothing else that's made me think, wow, he's unbelievable. Him. And I know Teddy's a very good technical boxer when he's on his game. And I believe if he if he wouldn't have been all cut up against Morisuka in the fight with their head clashes and whatnot, mm-hmm. I believe he'd have won that as well. Um, but um, with the likes of Josh Taylor versus... Uh, Luke Chip is his name. He, he's a very good fighter. Him. That is one hard fight. I think people are overlooking him because we know more of Josh Taylor over here. Yeah. But that um, that young American kid is quality when you watch him, and he's he's got the stature to be a very good fighter. He's big. He's strong. He looks in great condition already. Um. So th- I think that'll be a good fight. The other day I watched Kirill Relic versus Travanovsky. Yeah. It was like a spa. It was, yeah. Neither of them, yeah, neither of them impressed me at all. Um, I expected so much more from Krill Relic. I expected him to be like he was when he fought Bartholomew and just steamrolled Savanovsky. Don't get me wrong, he was the right winner, but he, he had like two spurts in the old fight of letting his hands go. 
and then beside that he was just like bobbing and weaving, jabbing, jabbing one, two now and again. And I thought I've seen spars with more action than that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which which is a good sign for Terry Flanagan because that's his side of the door. Fingers crossed, it'd be nice to see him come through. You me- Has anybody mentioned anything to you about being a reserve for that tournament or anything? I know obviously Martin Murray was a reserve for the the, uh, the super middleweight tournament. Any anything like that is always kept away from me while I'm in fight mode because I don't want any distractions or looking past anyone or anything like that. So I just keep my mind solely just on my opponent for now. And then if there is something there, I'm sure Neil or Eddie or they know and let me know straight after the fight. Yeah, of course. Well, listen, best of luck to this weekend. There'll be a load of scousers up there, obviously, following yourself, but Craig Glover's in action and Anthony Fowler as well. So it's going to be a bit of a scouse loving up in Newcastle. I can't wait for it. Yeah, we're, uh, going, for, we're going for the triple edge of the three scousers. Absolutely, three finishers, hopefully. Any any final predictions? What do you think? Uh, no, because uh, I can't really do it. Uh, I don't know how he's going to approach the fight, but the only, the only outcome I know is that I'm going to be the new British and Commonwealth champion. Absolutely, feel nice to lift that Lonsdale belt above your head, mate. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, lovely. All the best, Rob. Enjoy the next couple of days, my mate, and uh, we'll all be tuned in on Saturday night to see you do the business. All right, I appreciate the call, and I'll see you soon. You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Stick with us coming up after the break. I'm going to catch up with Danny Roberts, and we're going to review Saturday's UFC event where Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov trade the blows inside and outside the octagon. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just joined us, you've missed Rocky Fielding, you've missed Robbie Davis Jr. who fights this weekend, but what you couldn't have missed because nobody on the planet missed it was what went down in Las Vegas. Uh, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, I was in Las Vegas at the weekend. I seen the whole Conor McGregor, Khabib Nurmagomedov thing up close and personal. For my view on it, for my take on it, check out fightdisciples.com uh, at Fight Disciples. We've got our UFC show out this week, me and Adam, uh, go right through the entire fiasco and give you our take on what's going on. But I wanted to finish tonight's show by getting the views of uh, Liverpool's own Danny Roberts, UFC fighter, who joins us on the line right now. And and Dan, I'm sure you watched that from afar at the weekend and you were a little bit as, as baffled as all of us. It was crazy scenes in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, for, for, for me, um, it, it's not very often that I actually get to do what most of us do in the UK and I stay up and watch a big show. So, um, you know, up till six o'clock in the morning watching the fight, and, uh, yeah, it was full of entertainment. Right? It kept me, uh, kept me on the edge of my seat all night. The card itself was absolutely brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Derek Lewis was sensational. You know, Tony Ferguson against Anthony Pettis was one of the best lightweight, ty- lightweight fights we've seen in a long time. But, you know, the main event itself, I thought the main event was a cracker. But, you know, the scenes and the aftermath, you know, Khabib, Khabib done it, Dan, didn't he? This was the point I was trying to make on Fight Disciple on the other podcast th- this week. He'd done it. He'd achieved what he had to do. He he beat up Conor McGregor for four rounds, but then he lost it. He lost his cool and blew it. Right, it's crazy. And uh, do you know what? Even just um, just being an onlooker and sitting back and watching it, you know, as, as an athlete himself, it was it was nuts. The aspect, the fact that after the fight had finished, I think within within ten seconds he was out of the cage, looking to to fight the rest of Conor's uh, Conor's crew. And I, I thought that was the craziest aspect of it. Um, all he had to do was just just chill for a little bit longer. And I think. Everything would have died down and subdued a little bit, but nah, he was just uh, he was a hot, he was a hot-headed guy that night. <laughs> yeah, I think looking back now, obviously, you know, you've, you've got to analyse what made them so upset, and you know, obviously, I think Connor's said a few things in the build-up that maybe maybe we we can look past it in the UK or in America because you know we're used to trash talk and we're used to you know talking about each other's families and you know it's especially a northern thing, isn't it? Where we take we take the mick out of one another, it's a bit more yeah. acceptable, but culturally. 
I think I think that kind of thing is unacceptable in Russia, and I think that's what's built up inside Khabib. He's had this pressure pot inside him, and then suddenly he's beat up Connor, and it, it just hasn't been enough. He's had to release release his anger elsewhere, so we end up seeing ugly scenes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, it's, it's, none of that is to be condoned. And, and, and looking at it, it was an ugly thing to see. Um, but you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's it's very hard to take away what what has happened beforehand with Connor, the, the agitating and and sort of just getting getting underneath his skin in that way. You know what I mean? So um, they, the saying goes, "What goes around comes around." And with with, with that, as far as you know, as as crazy as it was, controversial, I, I kind of. I don't know. It's, it's it's a real hard one. Like I say, just the the way they all exploded and erupted. There's there's no point of it which which should have been acceptable. But yeah, you can't. Different cultures work differently. People think differently, and I I think for us, we we can like like you say, take it so lightheartedly and just say, yeah, it's a joke. Talking about mum, talking about you know family, religion, this and the other. But it obviously, it means more to us. So yeah. I think a lot of people I've seen have come out and said the UFC should do more. The UFC should have stopped it from happening. But just explain to people, you're you're not, you guys aren't full time staff at UFC. You're kind of contractors, aren't you? So the UFC can't control what you're going to say on this radio show, for instance. No, 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 they can't. We were all, you know, freedom of speech and, and, and being our own individual kind of um, assets. We're going to do what we're going to do. Um, and that's our thing as well. A lot of people forget that we are also in the fight game. We've got a lot of um, a lot of guys with testosterone fueled, you know, um, personalities, and I think that's another thing that people, you know, uh, kind of forget sometimes. So it's it's, it's kind of hard to stick in what's what's right, what's wrong, what what should go, what shouldn't. Um, but yeah, what what happened on Saturday? No, it was it was, it was a crazy thing to watch, um, and I think for a lot of people, it kind of took away the shine or actually of what what we did do. Mm. Um, and you know, people focused on something else, which wasn't what everyone initially wanted to see, which was Conor, Conor McGregor fighting Khabib um, for, for, for the belt. Yeah, were you impressed? Let's talk about just the performance. Forget about what happened in the aftermath. Khabib's actual performance against Conor was kind of astounding, wasn't he? He just beat him up systematically for the best part of four rounds. Yeah, he did. He did. And you know what? I, I um. I don't know. Looking into it, the way of the way the fight played, I actually thought it was going to be a little bit different. I didn't see Conor hardly throw any kicks. Obviously, I could I understand why with the wrestling side of things. Um, but yeah, just just throughout the fight, he was just so dominant. Um, and it, it was only a matter of time. If you look at the statistics, the way Conor fights, and in the way Khabib is, I tell you one thing. I was surprised with was his, uh, his striking, his standing up, the way he took, you know his pressure game is just unreal. Yeah. Um, he searches, he seeks, and he destroys. And I think that's for a lot of people. Um, that that's what gets them. They, they become flustered with that, and then they become unstuck. One thing I will say though it was Connor's. I, I felt like Connor's Connor's grind game was was a lot better than people I've ever given. Yeah. Um, because normally I, I see could be more people where it's like you know there's, there's levels between it. But Connor was managing to stay active, moving, trying to upset the balance a little bit so he could he could survive a little bit longer. And I think that helped him. But ultimately, it was it was in the right, and Khabib was just going to do what he was going to do, and no one was ever going to change that. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I think that times Connor's ground game was excellent, but it was always defensive, wasn't it? He was never on, yeah. in offense. That was the problem. Yeah, hundred percent survival mode all, all the way through. Um, and it just it was a matter of time. Obviously, Connor wanted to get up, wanted to go back to striking, you know. And it's, everyone knows with, with someone like Khabib, with wrestlers, how many times you're going to get up before you start to tire? How much is going to affect you when you get back up into your feet? So it was just, um, yeah, it was just a numbers game. And like I say, it was 
matter what, when it was going to happen. The fourth round, I was surprised when, when, when it did happen. Um, but at the same time, the way that it's tonight, you know, grind the pine, turning, rear naked choke. Yeah, I think that was in the writing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what would you do next then with Khabib? Obviously, let's let's hope that you know everything gets sorted in Nevada. I think he will have some serious questions to answer. He may even face a suspension and 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 somewhat of a fine. But you know, I don't expect them to be stripped. Um, there's a talk, obviously, of a a Conor rematch. But from a from a you know an entertainment point of view, yes, the event's going to sell. Yes, it's you know it, it's going to follow in the footsteps of the biggest event in history. So it's hard to see anything else happening. But from a from a fa- purely fighting standpoint. Uh, you know, I think for Khabib, doesn't Tony Ferguson make more sense right now? Yeah, and especially I, I think to the back of what what happened on on Saturday and what everyone witnessed, I think it, it's, it's it's the fight which makes sense. It's the fight that's exciting. You know, Tony Ferguson, look at his record, um, look at what he's, he's done in the UFC, and you know, um, his, his recent activity. I, I just think that that, that makes for the perfect fight. It's going to be exciting. Um, it's, it's new, so it, again, it opens the doors to a lot of a lot of uh, avenues that people. Or, or, or sorry, questions that people haven't had answered yet. So, I think that's the fight to make happen now. Yeah. What about Connor? What do you think Connor goes from here? Do you think? You know, we've seen in the past he lost to Nate Diaz. He insisted on a straight rematch. He got his revenge. The difference was though, when he lost to Nate Diaz, he was actually winning before he ran out of gas. So, yeah. you know, in this fight, he wasn't winning. Uh, you know, I, I can't. You know, he did well in the third round. That was his best round. But even then, when Khabib wanted to, he stepped it up and and, and he was just too good for him in every department. So, where does Connor go from here? Um, you know what? It's, I'd, I'd say it's a hard one, but it's not really a hard one. Connor's an exciting fighter. Yeah. Um, he brings it brings a lot to the table. His his persona and and, and um, you know press conferences and stuff like that. All of that makes for an exciting fight. There's there's still 101 other fighters that are out there that are credible that you know are on that level where Connor's gonna make for exciting fights with them. Um, so there's, there's a number of people he can fight. Um, you know, even a Connor Pettis fight would be good. After seeing what Pettis actually did with, with Ferguson, Great show, um, yeah. that'd be a fun fight to watch. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's a few avenues for him, but it's just a matter of just seeing what he, he chooses to do. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk in the build-up. Obviously, it's, it's kind of been washed over now after the antics of Saturday night, but there was a lot of talk last week and the week before about the uh, bringing in a 165 division, possibly pushing 170 up to 175, which so it would go 155, 165, 175, 185, would be the run of, of weight classes. Obviously, a, a guy that competes at 170. Would, it, would the introduction of a 165 and a 175, um, you know, two, two weight classes either side of where you are now, would, would that be appealing to you? And which way would you go? I think there's a lot of pros and cons to it. I've, I've thought about this a few times because obviously with me being in a one semi division straight away, I'm going to look at it and think to myself, oh, okay, um, is the division better? Is the division better? Um, you know, it gives us a lot more options, a lot more to play with. So it's beneficial for me. So, you know, I'm not going to try and be biased on it as well at the same time and say, oh, right, yeah, 100% it is. There's pros and cons to it. Yeah. Um, I think with, with, with certain athletes, um, it's still, believe it or not, there's going to be a lot of messing around as far as um, getting to the weights that they want to get to. Um, but no, I, 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 for options to bring another belt or two into the into the system and to to give just more more viable fights, I think it, it, it gives it gives fighters the opportunity to move between weight categories, which then you know brings us closer to to, to I say super fights, but just with a smaller margin, a smaller weight gap between them. You know, what I mean, we're going to be able to see a lot more people fight a lot more people. Absolutely. Which way would you go? Yeah. Would you would you be able to do one six five? Do you think? <laughs> You know what? I was actually thinking that, but um, after my last weight cut and getting down to one six eight, that extra three pound, I think it sounds like an ador- adorable figure to do. Um, 
so yeah, I'm, I, I'd be excited. I would do one six five and one seven five just for the fun of it. Yeah, where are you at right now, anyway, Dan? What's 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 on the agenda at the moment? I know you're still in the UK. Uh, when are you next back over to Florida? Have you got a fight date? What's going on with you? Yeah, so basically, I've just had, had a little bit of time to, to just slowly get some development and stuff like that. Because I also think that's key. Um, you know, at the stage we're at in our career and and, and moving forward, we wanting to sort of break into the top twenty, top ten. Um, so yeah, I'm going back to Florida in two weeks. I'm going to be doing pretty much like an eight-week free floating camp over there, coming back for a couple of weeks for Christmas, and I'm going to go back out there, finish off, and then be ready for mid-jam. Brilliant. Any any news yet on a on a date or, or a venue? Is it, or are you um, just getting ready for mid-January? We, we, I, 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 we've had talks. Um, and to be fair, like I said, we're getting ready for January, we're waiting for the new release of the cards for, for uh, early 2019, and fingers crossed we can get on a UK card and it's going to be at home. Yeah. What's your training like over here at the moment? What you're up to? It's good. I like it. I really enjoy it. It's sporadic. It's it's, it's very fresh in, in the sense that it keeps uh, you know momentum mentality right. Um, I'm traveling at the moment, going to a few places. Um, I've got a little bit of an introduction down with Leon Edwards and that tomorrow. Um, so I'll be doing some training down there with them and and their little crew. Um, apart from that, there's a couple of gyms we got up to in Manchester. Um, all powers. We've got a spa down here, titanium, um, and just get yeah, just getting in with different bodies, different minds, um, and just yeah, mixing up. Are you spending plenty of time at Chock Chip, I'm sure? The little fellow? Oh, he's, yeah, he's injecting me with life right now. He's, he's free. <laughs> um, and he's uh, he's full of character. He's, he's at the point where now he's his own little person, so he's he's not only answering me back, but he's he's working problems out for me. So, you know, I'm thankful <laughs> and uh, I'm grateful for the for the little man. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to, 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 to go on this next little uh, mission of myself now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Spending so much time with him, you know, not, I know you've been back in the UK for an extended period now. Is um, you know, being around them so much is that giving you fresh energy ahead of going back to Florida in two weeks' time, or you're dreading it, or you're thinking, you know what, it's for him. That's why I'm going back to Florida. Yeah, well, no, that's the thing. I'm, I am, dreading, I am dreading it. Um, but like I say, it's, it's the whole aspect of what got us here in the first place is being able to think differently. So take the positives away from the negatives, uh, or just kind of mask the negatives with the positives. I'm going over here. I'm going to do it for him. You know, and again, we're going to have uh, plenty of time in the future to be able to enjoy each other's time. Um, I make it right so yeah we've got jobs to do absolutely listen thanks for joining us on the show very much appreciated Dan all the very best and uh, enjoy this camp keep us posted about that fight date in January as well I will do always mate good to speak to you man. take care my men see you soon you're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk plenty more chatter about the Conor McGregor Khabib Nurmagomedov fiasco over at Fight Disciples two shows out this week podcast one boxing one MMA, obviously the MMA one is so focused on the Conor McGregor thing. Check that out over at fightdisciples.com and get us on social media at Fight Disciples. And I'll catch you here next week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.